You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hey, Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you for another episode of The Way Out podcast, episode number 15. And today I want to talk about sales. And in particular, I want to talk about some of the, the negative energy that people can hold on to with sales and some of the, the old beliefs, I guess, about sales because people all the time are saying, you know, I want to get into financial freedom. I want to get into business. I want to get into changing my life on that pathway to financial freedom, but I don't like sales or I'm not comfortable with sales. I don't like selling to people and especially I don't like selling to my friends. And I always found that one particularly quite funny because whenever a friend had a business, whenever a friend had a a new adventure, like I wanted to support them, whatever it was, you know, I was always there trying to support them. And, you know, your friends should be the first people that kind of support you in anything. But we'll we'll come back to that in a sec. But the reality, I, I think, for a lot of people is there's obviously old beliefs and there's old beliefs about sales and there's old beliefs about money and we'll talk about some of them a little bit and there's old beliefs of you know thinking back to the days of that that old school kind of telemarketer that rings at the very worst time of the day and you've had a really busy day and then someone's trying to sell you something over the phone and there's you know hardcore whole uh, you know cold calling um, you know cold closing tactics and stuff like that or you know the old timeshare presentation where you're in and you have to buy into this hotel because you're kind of feeling pressured and that pressure of sales and i guess you know the negative stereotype of the old used car salesman that deceives you and sells you a lemon and all that kind of stuff and unfortunately every profession is going to have you know a, a few bad stories a few bad apples or something but sales as a profession and sales as a role is an exchange of value so if you are selling something you aren't exchanging value from what you have to what the person is willing to pay for it And if that's done in a mutually beneficial way where I have a solution to a problem and someone else has this problem in their life and they're willing to pay $500 for it and I provide a solution for $500, that sale process is a win-win because I've provided them with value and I've sold a problem in their life and they were willing to pay $500 to solve their problem. And so that sale process, what is the negative of that? And the reality is, and and this is the big thing, when we kind of look at it as a whole, and this is literally like the first paragraph of the first chapter of my book, is that we all sell. We all sell in a certain way. It's just a handful of us actually admit it. Because in a job, you sell your time or your skills or your expertise, basically. So in a job, you go in and they're going to say, if you come in and do this thing for 40 hours a week, we will pay you this much. And if it's like you come in for 40 hours and we'll pay you $1,000, you are essentially exchanging your time for $25 an hour. Now that value is the value that someone else has placed on you at the end of the day. And I guess, you know, you can negotiate to a certain extent and you can go out and find other jobs that value you more. But the reality is that is an exchange of value. So someone is saying, if you give us 40 hours of your time, we will give you this many dollars. So you are selling your time to them. 
and they are purchasing it off you for $25 an hour. Now, if you have more skills and more expertise, then you can lift that amount because you add more value to the transaction. But at the end of the day, you still have to sell your time. So if you go and see a doctor, at the end of the day, like you go in and you, you pay for their knowledge, you pay for the time that they spent at university obtaining that knowledge, you, you pay for the time that they've developed their skills and experience, you're paying for all the times of their life. And at the end of the day, you're paying for that 15 to 20 minutes slot where you're sitting across from them at the desk and saying, this is what's wrong with me. I have this problem where my elbow hurts or I have this problem where I wake up with headaches or I have this problem where my knee you know, clicks or clunks or whatever it is. And you are paying for the value that they will give you as far as solving that problem. Okay, well, if you have a headache, try this. And if that works, then great. That has been a positive exchange of value. So really, people say, oh, I don't want to sell, but then they go and get jobs. And I'm not like slagging off jobs at all. I, I think, you know, for jobs, for so many people, offer a great solution. It's just understanding and owning the fact that you are selling your time and your knowledge and your expertise. So the other options that we have then, and I did a post on my Instagram about this just the other day. If you, want, if you don't want to be selling time for money and you want to do something else, you basically have kind of two or three other options. So you can sell a service. So that is essentially what businesses do. They sell a service where they can solve a problem or you can sell a product, which is also what businesses do. Businesses tend to sell a service or a product. People tend to sell time. And the last thing is if you're really good, you can sell knowledge. So if you've you know written a book, for example, at the end of the day, when someone buys that book, they're, they're buying the time that you took to write the book, but they're buying your knowledge. They're buying your experience. They're buying your understanding. They're buying all the failures and, and all the mistakes you've made, but the learnings that you've had over that time. So when someone is buying your book, they're buying your knowledge. So if you have something that you really know really well, like you have knowledge in, in some niche area and it's, you know, if you love horses and you know how to break in a horse and you know how to break in a horse better than anyone else in the world, you could create a book on that or you could create a, a video series or you could create a YouTube channel. You could create the TikTok like channel about all that and you can give that value and give that knowledge and give that experience to people. And there will be an exchange that they, people will be willing to buy that off you. So for most people, that's a struggle. For most people, they're like, I don't really have that specific knowledge or I don't know how to package that niche information that I have. And I don't want to sell my time for money because it's only a certain amount of hours in the day. And the reason they, they want to leave a sort of workplace environment at the end of the day is because they know there's only so many hours they can sell. So then it comes into selling a product or selling a service. And there are other options. And that's why I love our industry. That's why I love you know anyone in the sort of direct sales industry because it's the, it's the simplest way for someone to enter into this pathway. And it's the simplest way to take that first step into creating multiple streams of income because what a product gives you is it gives you scalability. And that's the biggest challenge of selling your time in a job is that you cannot scale your time. You cannot create two of you. You cannot say, well, I'm gonna do 40 hours in this job and 40 hours in that job. But when we have a product, we can sell multiple products. 
And if people are purchasing those products and they're, they're repurchasing it because they like it and again, they get value out of it and they keep continue to buy it and we get repeat customers and then they tell their friends and their friends also buy it as well and we create that amount of leverage and scale through a product, then that is awesome. And that is the simplest way to enter into this sort of freedom path. And so that's why I love like affiliate marketing, network marketing, direct sales, all those sorts of things because the product is created for you. The product is there for you and it's just a matter of you going out and sharing your excitement and offering value to people. So the last thing I want to talk about that and one of the last things that I see is the some of the limiting beliefs that people have around sales is some of the old, it always comes back to old beliefs about money and could do a whole podcast on this topic and, and I probably will down the track. But one of the old beliefs on money is that if if I get money from you, like it's, it's a, it's a win lose situation. Like you lost because I took money from you. And that old belief of money comes back to the olden days where at the end of the day, like money was essentially land. So if you were a landowner, you're a lord or a lady or a king or a queen, or you know, you, you had a title and you had titles of land around you and people paid a tax to, you know, go and use your land and, and, and that was how the you know communities built. But the lord of this area, he had a certain amount of land and he built a, you know this empire or whatever. And then the only way to create more money at the end of the day was for him to go out and get his army together and take over the lord and the lady next door. So because money was associated with a finite object of land, then it was, yes, it was an exchange essentially where the only way for me to get more land was to take your land. So in that situation, it's not win-win. But as we moved forward, you know, like society evolved and we started using gold and, and you know, commodities and stuff as more uh, a hedge of money. And we use this gold, like the, the US dollar particularly used to be on the gold standard. And so money was tied to the amount of commodities that a country had. Now, again, still a finite amount. I mean, there's only a finite amount of commodities. So there was still that uh, issue there. And so then we move into the digital days. And now we have fiat currencies. And as I said, if, if there's terms don't quite make sense, I'll do a full podcast on this the other day. But essentially, when Nixon took the dollar, the US dollar off the gold standard, he created an unlimited supply of money in that process, whether he meant to or not. He's created an endless supply of money. And that's where, like, obviously the, the cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology is really, really popular at the moment. The reality is currencies have been digital and currencies have been created since back in the 70s and 80s. Since we took the US dollar off the gold standard, money has just been created. So bank countries and banks and that are able just to produce money like that just with the click of a fingers and a tap of a, a few things on the on the keyboard. Now there is a, a value associated with that in that the money is a promise. You know that money in your bank account is a promise that you will pay it back at some point. But the reality is like governments are just creating money. So with all the, the COVID challenges of the world, governments have just been creating money to pay for these problems. So we need to take on that same mindset that if we create something 
there's no limit to the amount of value we can give. And if there's no kind of limit to the amount of money that can be created, because governments are creating billions and trillions of dollars at the moment. And so you can take a bucket or a spoon to the ocean. The ocean's not going to mind. But if you can create something and create value for people, then it's a win-win situation. And that's what I love about sales when they're done correctly. So we take away some of that old belief about money and we take away some of that old belief about sales. And whether you're associating yourself with a service, a product or knowledge, at the end of the day, you can create value. And the limitation when you sell your time is that you cannot create that value around your time because it is finite. It is limited. But when you're associated with a product, expertise, knowledge, something that you have that you can create and provide more value to people and people are willing to purchase that and you then solve that problem in their life and you've created something and they're using money that's just been created, no one's lost. No one had to go to war. Like I didn't have to send my army over to yours to take your land. I created value and that helped you. And that is sales in its most pure form and that is sales done correctly. So we can always look at something negative to try and skew negative and we can look at something negative to reaffirm old beliefs in our head. But a lot of people are holding on to this negative aspect of sales because they see that the only way to sell something is to take from someone else. Whereas if we look at sales, if I can add value to this person, if I add value to this person and then that increases their life and solves problems, then it's win-win. And when we win-win and we collaborate and things go well, everything works. That's when the world goes well. And that's when people are happy because we've either got people who've created value and people who've solved problems. And that's what a business offers. So in summary today, if you're struggling with sales, just look at what you're doing every day and understand if you're going into a workplace and you're going into a job, you are selling. When you're dating, you are selling yourself. You've kind of, you got to sell yourself to your partner. Like this is me and this is why you should spend the rest of your life with me. You're, you're making a sales presentation across all the dates and they're going to either buy into you or not at the end of the day. So everything we do comes back to an element of sales. And if you're not liking your job and you're wanting to move out, you need to find something else to sell. And it's because at the end of the day, you, you, got, you got to sell something, right? So if you don't want to sell your time, you have to find something else to sell. So you either sell knowledge if you have it, sell expertise through you know book, YouTube, the social media world, or you find a great product with a great company and you align yourself with that and you go out and you work out the problem that that product solves. So if you're having trouble, like people don't want my product, you're focusing on your product. No one wants your product, but people love the solution that that product offers. And that's my final thing for you to just mull over in your head. If you're having trouble selling your product, it's because you're thinking about what it is about the product rather than how can I add value to this person's life by solving the problem. So people don't buy drills, right? And people obviously buy drills, but the old marketing adage is people don't buy drills, they buy a hole in the wall. And what is it about the hole in the wall? Well, they want to hang the picture frame so their wife stops nagging them about how the you know the living room doesn't have any photos on the wall, right? 
it's not about the drill. It's not about the drill bit. And at the end of the day, it's really not about the hole in the wall. It's about putting the photo up of your family so your house looks like a home. And that problem was then solved. So no one goes out to buy braces. People go out to buy nice teeth. No one goes out to buy a bed. People buy a good night's sleep. And if you can offer value and solve someone's problem, you are in amazingly good, like positive sales. And that is the best place you can be because you help people with their lives. So guys, I hope that helps. I hope that helps just reprogram some of those old beliefs potentially or get you over some of those hurdles that you're having with your money mindset, with sales mindsets. Um, as always, I appreciate everyone who's you know commented, who's left a five-star review, who's tagged me in their stories, all those things I appreciate, guys. Thank you very much. If you are listening and you've got value out of this, take a screen dump on your device tag me in your stories. I'm at Andrew James Logan. I love to hear your takeaways. I love to hear your light bulb moments. Um, Otherwise, guys, I'll be back next week. Well, actually, later in the week, I'll be switching to two episodes a week now. So I'll be back later in the week. I've got a great interview with a good friend of mine, Woody Woodward. He is absolutely hilarious. He's written 42 books. He's produced movies. Um, He's obsessed with Ferraris. He just has this amazing car collection. He's also obsessed with Lego. (laughs) He's quite a quirky character. But He is a personality communication expert, and he's going to come in here and show you really how you can talk to people with different personalities so that you can help them and understand how they communicate, because if you can communicate with them, you can help solve more problems in their life, which can help you have more success. So guys, looking forward to that interview, and as always, appreciate you for being on and supporting this podcast, and I'll speak to you all later in the week. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.